HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hey, what's up? This is Jack Inslee, host of Full Service Radio. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this show, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with a very fun crew. Um, there's this corner. It might be Williamsburg, might be Greenpoint, but it's, it's certainly this nexus. Uh, it's this cornerstone restaurant named Five Leaves. And I don't know how many years it's been open, but it's one of those places that seems like it's been open forever because it's been such a fixture for, for so many things from food, but also community. And luckily we have Ken Addington and Judd Mongel who started that space itself. Thanks guys for being on and thank you for starting five leaves. Um, because it was this very funny time in Brooklyn where everyone was eyes on the borough and they were wondering, you know, where the trends were happening and you know were you guys aware that brooklyn was as hip as it was at that time uh i mean i think we certainly uh could feel that it had a like an underbelly of energy but we definitely had a lot of self-doubt as well with the spaces i mean even in building five leaves we sort of built it a little bit like a clubhouse to defend ourselves in case no one showed up. <laughs> you got the <laughs> barracks, you got the moat. Yeah, we kind of had like this area where we could just kind of serve ourselves. And like the, the window's still there that was kind of like where hopefully people could just hand food out to us and we could just sit there playing cards. So, <laughs> you know, we certainly weren't, you know, debating revenue amounts when we built it. We were just kind of like, well, here's a weird corner. Let's, you know, build it and have some coffee. And, you know, it was... A, it was almost built more like, an, like a speakeasy than anything else, you know, just somewhere for us to hang. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know more about Ken's background. You know, well, 
you were born on St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, but you're a Brooklyner at heart. Yeah, I mean, I've been you, in Brooklyn since I was four. And your mother worked for the Brooklyn Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, uh, a long time ago. Tell me about the tour buses that she used to organize. Well, I think that was a kind of a joke, actually. It was the idea that, uh, you know, when I was a kid, Brooklyn wasn't a destination. And um, I, I'd probably never been to Greenpoint more than three times before the night I met Judd at Five Leaves on opening night. Uh, but, um, you know, the idea that, like, what is my, you know, what, what's the idea of a, of a kind of like a touristy uh, chamber of commerce kind of uh, company? What are they going to do? Set up bus tours of Brooklyn? That's the joke. Like, yeah. you know, who would want to be on a bus tour of Brooklyn? Now there's buses that pass by Five Leaves every day. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. Do those droves come out and flood into Five Leaves and take pictures? And We don't have, like, stop-offs. But, it, I mean, there's, there's a lot of times where it does feel like a bus let out and uh, a million people got off and... Now they all want pancakes. Yeah. I mean, you think of that corner when you guys opened up. And you grew up, I, I believe, in what, a Flatbush area. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call Flatbush desolate. But as far as the kind of food that you guys are servicing in the restaurant that you are, uh, did Flatbush have those amenities? No, there was pretty much zero amenities. When, when my parents moved to, to that area, I think that they were hoping that it would become the next uh, Park Slope, that they were ahead of the game. And it took about 30 years for them to open a cafe around the corner. Uh, it's it's up and coming now, but it, it definitely wasn't anything like that when I was growing up. Yeah, but at a young age, you were always interested in food. I mean, at a really young age, you were in Thomas Keller's Kitchen. I was, uh, when I was about um, 15, uh, I got involved in an internship program. And uh, it happened to be next door to Keller's first or last restaurant uh, in New York before moving to California called Raquel and um, it was kind of a kind of a lark that I ended up there but um, it was a great experience I was there for about a year uh, very young so I don't I don't report that I learned uh, uh, everything that I could have then I had other interests at the time but uh, <laughs> but it was a good it was a good basis and, and he was definitely uh, hyper professional and good guy to learn from so Jack, what what drove you to the food scene i don't mean this show because i, I know i booked <laughs> you but you know you come from new zealand um that cuisine isn't really yeah uh, here that much uh my parents actually were uh were foodies my dad was a competition chef in the 70s and 80s and my my mom ran wine bars and um you know hung out with a bunch of sommeliers and stuff like that and uh you know it's weird like you know one of the strongest sort of earliest childhood memories for me is actually restaurants, you know, and uh, I just always loved the energy of it. My parents always took us out to really fun and vibrant restaurants, and, uh, you know, I was more driven into the social aspect, you know. I just thought, you know, if I thought, like, what was the funnest part of last weekend? Well, it was probably when my mom and dad took me to that crazy restaurant where the guy had a mohawk and they were throwing drinks around, so it just resonated, and I just loved the idea of being in them. So what was the conversation like during this fateful meeting on a beach in Australia? <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it, uh, you know, I, it was Heath Ledger was, you know, the early investor in Five Leaves. Um, we met on a beach that, as you mentioned, at this crazy, beautiful outdoor barbecue, and it was absolutely spectacular. And then, uh, in going with the theme, the very next week we met at a vineyard in Melbourne for a wedding. It was an incredible restaurant and vineyard and it was only the second time we met and i said to him you know we, we got to take this this culture this food and coffee culture back to new york and he's like i'm moving back to new york you know next month and i said so am i let's do it and on a handshake second meeting we were like let's go build a restaurant back in new york so it was pretty weird coincidence you know um 
I, I was working at some really good restaurants in Australia at the time, and I think he felt confident that I would be able to bring something back. Yeah, what was that food and restaurant culture that we didn't have here that we now do thankful to you? Yeah, I mean, you've seen it grow so much in America in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and it's, of course, we do have it here now, but, uh, you know, we've always had, you know, decent espresso, you know, to follow a meal. We've always had... Um, serious wine programs. I mean, I, the, the restaurant I was working at at the time in Australia, we had 572 wines on the list. And actually, my job was predominantly just to go get whatever wine people ordered. So just, you know, at, at the time, it, I just felt like the the culture was more in line with what you see around New York, Los Angeles, and all the other good cities in America right now. So, yeah. yeah. So what's crazy to me is that you launched this project, Five Leaves. You had your backers. You had your friends. You had your staff. And then Ken wasn't there till day one, opening night, really. Pretty so much, yeah. What was that meeting, and how did you become so entrenched in this project? Um, well, I guess I, I got a phone call uh, a few months before opening night um, from, a, from a, a former cook of mine who was looking at getting involved in this project and said, sounds great, let me know when you guys are opening, I'll definitely come and check you guys out. Um, and I think uh, she, she went on to get hired as a sous chef. Um, she kind of called me up on opening night saying, you know, we could use a hand, basically. And when I got there, uh, I was in between. I, I had been working at a restaurant that, um, that tanked during the recession, basically, on, in, uh, in, uh, in 2008. Um, and uh, so we closed, and I was taking the summer off, and I was kind of at the beach. And um, happened to be in town that day, and she called, and I Googled where it was, and kind of went and hand me a apron, hand me a uh, a menu, and kind of uh, you know had her hand me ingredients and cook dinner for whoever showed up that night, which was about seventy five, eighty people. Um, it was pretty then, amazing. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of like Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction, or. Mm-hmm. Even like an insane version of Gordon Ramsay, watching Ken show up and just, he had a knife bag and all that kind of scary stuff. And it was just really cool to watch him march directly yeah. into the kitchen and take it over. I mean, what did you take from your past work, from you know your formal education of kitchens in Manhattan, uh, living in Brooklyn, and kind of imbue into Five Leaves? Well, I think, you know, I come from, you know, not, not a decently fine dining background um working with great chefs and um but also living in lower east side of manhattan for a long time most of my life and kind of enjoying a kind of a bohemian scene i think what struck me about five leaves and you know after after the first night judd and i had a conversation so you want to stick around for a few weeks and see you know help us out for a little while and i stuck around for a few weeks and the 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 neighborhood was kind of up and coming it's not an area that i spent a lot of time in um but it was fun and i really liked the community built around it and seemed like people that I would more likely want to sit down and have a beer with than a lot of the customers that I was accustomed to serving. Um, and um, so what I, what I hope I brought to that place is, is, uh, is a balance of uh, fun and professionalism. I think, you know, the Five Leaves very quickly became uh, an intensely busy restaurant. And I think, like, you know, the, the balance, you know, trying to find the balance between fun and quality is i think everybody's goal in a restaurant um and it's 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 not as often successful as as anyone would like um there's great restaurants that are super boring uh for food um and and really fun restaurants that serve garbage and uh you know i think the 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 goal has always been um to to have that balance and i think five leaves is definitely the most successful i've, I've been at that 
and that, you know, I think that that's due to uh, Judd really pushing the fun factor and, and me really pushing the uh, the organization and professional factor. Yeah, I mean, does that does that vibe, does that atmosphere, do you create that or does it just eventually happen? I mean, what what did you do maybe architecturally? What did you do, you know, educationally? How did you scheme to make it the way it was? I mean, the only thing I can really take credit for is, you know, I always liked... I always loved really tight restaurants. I love everyone just all in a room together um, without a lot of room to not make friends or something. But uh, really, it's just an incredible team. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a really wonderful restaurant. It's, it's, not, it's barely even staffed. It's mainly just all of our good friends working there, you know. So uh, all I can really say is, you know, we brought a lot of really good friends on board that, um, that stuck with us the whole time, and they're still there right now. So it's like the same people that... We're sanding the bar stools, you know, before we open, or the same people making your coffee when you show up now. So it's and they're still friends, still friends. So, yeah. Well, well, is that a fear that if you're going to be a regular there, you'll eventually work there someday? Well, no, I mean, it's 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 longer than I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, we have we have the people that built it working there. So uh, it's we're a real tight unit. We all hang out after work. You know, we're 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 banned from most restaurants for having a Christmas party because we get too crazy. And <laughs> we actually got kicked out of Roberta's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't tell them that you're here right now. You're safe <laughs> in our studio. <laughs> this is a safe place. This is kind of like the Switzerland of Roberta's right here. <laughs> but I mean, that's why you had to maybe build nights and weekends that you guys needed another place to go party. It was actually the the idea is that we had we had a rule no drinking at the bar after work because we had to see, you know we only had nine bar stools we got to keep it for customers, so we really did just make another bar across the street and uh, the first thing we did was send all the staff there to drink so it was uh, it's been it's it's definitely been a social project as much as anything else. You know? I mean more on that social aspect. I know you guys have regulars, um, people that have been there for day one, you know breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, seven days a week. Who are these people? Are they? Do you consider them close friends, family, um, or do you treat them like a customer? I mean, they're absolutely th- friends and family. I mean, we go to their I mean, we go to their weddings. We get tattooed by them. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of our regulars are, are tattoo artists from Greenpoint, and uh, as you can see, we're all covered. And uh, you know, definitely, definitely friends. We all, you know, we all hang out afterwards and. People push you know. People push each other's cars if they have a flat tire, and it's just it's one big amazing community down there, and it's really fun to watch. You know. Yeah, I know you've done some things for the community too, like uh, take down trees and haul them away. What other fun things have you done in that general vicinity? I mean, you know, we all kicked in on the on the Christmas lighting, which I was pretty proud of. So we put some Christmas lights up there on the corner. Um, yeah, we took down that lady's tree after the hurricane. You know, we've. Made friends with the guy down at the uh, at the subway station, so we get free train rides. Like, <laughs> I've been trying to do that in New York my whole life. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, well done. That is like a true New York accomplishment. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, you have all this. You have such a wealth of, you know, people. Such a wealth of community. Why take it to LA? Well, I, I think um, the reason why. Uh, Ace Hotels approached us originally was because they saw something in our culture that that suited them. Um, something about our the hospitality that we like to offer um, works into to, to what they do quite well, and, and we, we've got very similar cultures in that way. That we really want to be the, the goal is to be a very friendly place and to have people walk in the door and make a regular of everyone is is always like the tagline for Five Leaves. Everyone make everyone a regular, and you know what we've noticed, especially in, in the last few years 
is that we have not only those people, those 40 or 50 people who are there every single day, but we also have this other stack of people who are there maybe three times a year, and they, they come from Japan or they come from Sweden or they come from Australia, and they get off the airplane and they come directly to Five Leaves. And they put their bags in the back, and then they, they order their, their, their cocktails and their coffee or um, you know, their, their uh, Moroccan scramble or whatever they get. And, they, um, and we remember them, and they come, and it's the same people year after year. And I think what works great into the, the hotel environment is that we're trying to do the same thing. Ace is trying to make a, a regular out of everybody who stays at their hotel. Every time you come to Los Angeles, um, stay at the Ace. Uh, every time you come to Los Angeles and say the Ace, you come to LA Chapter, and you know, and we'll remember you, and we'll, we'll give you great service, and uh, and welcome you with a smile. Well, we're going to take a quick break, talk a little bit more about that manifest destiny, and how you made LA, Palm Spring, and every other place you've touched a true destination. Yeah. You've been listening to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We'll be right back. Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Are you a locavore? Our Northeast regional forager for Whole Foods Market sure is. She spends her time traveling around the New York City metro area sourcing the best new or interesting artisanal and handcrafted local products for our purchasing teams at the local store level. Part of our commitment to our local suppliers includes assisting them with the process of getting their products sold at our stores. Whether it's suggesting packaging designs, pricing, or distribution methods, she's helping some of the area's best new products reach savvy shoppers at Whole Foods Market stores. Today, New York. Tomorrow, the world. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hey, and welcome back to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Jerkel, here today with Ken and Judd of Five Leaves LA Chapter and King's Highway. Um, This is a newer venue for you guys out in Palm Springs, which I've lately heard is is just that true destination at the moment. Everyone's kind of flocking there. Uh, Hotels are popping up. People are going there for vacation. But how do you not lose what you've done in Five Leaves and now in L.A. Chapter? How do you not lose that, that character, that, that grit and personality? I think what's, what's fun about um, Palm Springs and, uh, and Kings Highway is that's been different um, to Five Leaves, which we, we built from the ground up, and L.A. Chapter, which we built from the ground up, um, is that it's an existing restaurant. So there's already a culture there that, that we're kind of layering ourselves on top of. So um, there was a lot of uh, there were a lot of systems in place. There's a lot of things already happening um, that we that we went and we're putting our fingerprint on. Um, it's more of a collaborative effort than the other projects have been, um, which has been uh, you know fun and challenging. Um, Palm Springs is is a is a crazy location. Uh, it's really fun out there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. I think I would liken it at, at the moment to Greenpoint and Brooklyn when we first opened, where it was kind of burgeoning um, as a food scene. And uh, downtown Los Angeles and Los Angeles in general in the last few years has just like taken off. Um, and I think people are really uh, proud in L.A. of uh, of it as a a great food town, a great food destination. Palm Springs is now, like you said, there's hotels popping up, there's new restaurants popping up. Um, you know, people are working closer with the farms out there. 
uh, people are really excited about that that area, and it's um, again a great opportunity to get into the ground floor of uh, that sort of environment where where fun things are happening, and you know it's it's again it's it's a community that we can be a part of. It's not like us taking over the world. It's us like really excited to be part of what's going on in that area. Yeah, but there must be expectations, and in, in, in that I mean, does your burger have to be at every restaurant you're open? There's only a few items that we have that we share on every every uh, menu, but yeah, the the pancakes, obviously, uh, the Moroccan scramble, and the hamburger, uh, the five leaves burger, are are on every menu. But I mean, it, it, you know, expectation wise, it's funny. On on the first day that we started, we launched the menu in Palm Springs. Um, as I was walking from my hotel room to the to the kitchen, um, somebody pulled one of the servers aside and said, "Hey, is that the chef from Five Leaves?" <laughs> well, yeah, I follow Five Leaves on Instagram. And then, uh, you know, when we were in the kitchen cooking, um, somebody pulled the server aside and said, "Hey, these uh, these hash browns are exactly the same as this restaurant that I go to in Brooklyn all the time." So I think something that we noticed in LA as well is that now that you know Greenpoint and Brooklyn have grown up a bit. And our customers have grown up a bit, and we're trying to grow up a little bit with them. They're traveling, and they're they've kind of made it, and they're they, you know they're 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 going to California and they're doing their thing, um, you know. And we we're kind of like, you know, there with them for the next destination. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's I, a fun idea. I love that there's that recognition. But how did you know? I, I'm going back to this burger because you guys know what icon it is. Mm-hmm. How did you know that was going to be as phenomenon as it is right now i mean i don't know that we did i think like you know i uh, you know judd Judd lived in australia i lived in australia for a few years uh i was familiar with that and it's it's definitely something that that i i wasn't sure about that judd he was like this is this is a thing and it's going to be a great thing and i was like all right let's you know i'll give it a shot what part of it is a thing i mean it has so many components to it i mean i think it has like I personally think it has like a little bit of magic. I mean, it's kind of like when you have a dinner party at your house and you, you somehow it all comes together and then suddenly you look back at the dinner party and you're like, man, we killed it. And I think Ken did everything right and put it all together and then like just that little bit of magic kicked in where it was just this perfect, perfect situation. Yeah. And it, it, it still to this day is just such an incredible burger. I mean, fried pineapple, pickled beets, harissa mayo, and then the yeah. sunny side up egg. It's absolutely insane. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I remember that when I came into Five Leaves months after you opened up, and that was sitting on the bar for me to photograph uh, for the New Brooklyn Cookbook. And I looked at that thing, I'm like, that is so peculiar. That is so odd. And now people in L.A. and Palm Springs go, like, oh, that's a Five Leaves burger. I mean, that's quite a thing, like, over this many years that... You know that that it's so recognized. I love when when the staff are having their staff meal and they're like, "I really don't want to do this again, but I've got <laughs> to have another burger." And it's it's like their fifth one for yeah. the week, and they they're so guilty and torn apart, but it's just so good they can't resist. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to just sit on that burger, even though I can be one of those people that eat it x amount of times a week. But I feel like your menu too has grown up. You know, in the past, is it seven years that Five Leaves has been open? We'll be seven in September. Yeah. yeah, but your menu definitely has grown up. Because I think the palates of your, your, your customers has grown up, too. You know, seeing certain things like Aura King Salmon on the menu, Hold Dorad. Were these things that were initially on the menus? Actually, always. Uh, that, that sort of food has always been on the menu. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've had whole fish on since we started. We've, we've tried to use uh, artisanal products since we started. I mean, again, you know, I, I, I wanted to find the balance between, um, you know, being a fun cafe during the day and then and then having a special offering at night. Um, and that definitely this, the services are... are uh, 
are distinctive. When the, when the lights go down, kind of we button up a little bit. And we, we always have. Um, and, you know, we try to make... It, it's definitely a sincere offering. Um, we, we, we shoot for, I think, you know, higher quality than a lot of restaurants might have in our, in our situation. But I think that that's a big part of what makes Five Leaves special is that we really shoot for, um, you know, great product served consistently. And I think that, that that's something that's, that's, that's worked for our advantage a lot. The ricotta, I think, is a prime example. And I don't mean the ricotta pancakes. I mean the ricotta, which you make in-house, which shows as a you know a cheese course and then shows as a breakfast course. I'm assuming gets incorporated in so many other things. I mean, I feel like the term housemade is is just almost dead at this point because you assume that people try to do as much as possible. But why did you choose ricotta as as that thing that you wanted to show people you could make and you can make well? Well. The uh, the sous chef that I mentioned earlier, Kat, she this was this was something that we we collaborated on early, um, early on. She she liked those flavors and something simple, um, you know. It, it simple is sometimes a, a strain for me, so I, I need to to butt off of um, other people who who kind of have those sensibilities. Um, but it is the conversation about you know uh, a, a simple sherry offer, uh, offering that we wanted to make, um, and then you know. Uh, coming up with a great recipe for for ricotta um, which i think we we were able to do over probably the first six months i think it changed a lot um and then the 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 accompaniments and the um uh the presentation i think has changed a little bit over the years but it's pretty much often the same dish uh, i do something we th- that's another uh dish that's on the menus in california and um uh and uh sorry palm springs and and uh los angeles but we do a little bit different there. We, we make kind of seasonal seasonal adjustments that we don't do that we haven't done in New York, but we might might want to look at. Yeah, what are, I see guava butter. I see salted guava butter on the California menus. Is well, it salted also guava in New butter York? comes from uh, that's for a nice and weekends dish. Yeah, um, the, the the cheese bread that we do there, uh, or we call them gougeres in California, but uh, <laughs> but because nobody knew what to make of cheese bread. But um, so it's uh, it's based on a Colombian. Um, uh, cheese bread recipe, so it's, uh, it's kind of like we use a, a gougere recipe, so um, but uh, but make it with tapioca flour, uh, and then fold aged gouda into that, and then um, so it's kind of very savory and um, it's not gluten free, unfortunately. We, we couldn't quite couldn't quite. You get don't it have there, to apologize for that. <laughs> uh, I, know, lot, I know it to, seems to, like to, to a lot of people I do. Yeah. But um, it's almost it's almost gluten free, which doesn't really count. Yeah. But um, and then the uh, the salted guava butter when when we were coming up with uh, when we were doing the menu for nights and weekends, I really wanted to to touch on a lot of um, you know South American and, and um, Caribbean flavors, and and the uh, the guava butter with the the cheese bread just it's it, it worked. Whatever we were playing with a lot of different things, that combination was was really nice and. Um, you know, super, super glad to keep working with it. Yeah, I know you're surrounded by Caribbean things in Flatbush, Brooklyn, but do you feel like Oceana has been represented well at Five Leaves and L.A. Chapter and Kings Highway? Or was that even a consideration? Was it more about the culture or the food? I think it was more of a cultural thing. I think, like, there are definite things that uh, that read, again, like, I, I lived in Australia um, for, for several years, um, and... You know, I don't think like what I think what chefs in Australia are doing is the same thing that, that chefs in America are doing. I don't think you would go to Sydney and open a new American restaurant. 
um, because it, by being in Sydney, by default, it's a new Australian restaurant because of uh, working with fun ingredients and in, in that environment, there's not really a reference point. Um, the, 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 the hamburger is a straight up Australian item. Um, that's 100%. Um, you know, if you, if you go to Australia and get burger with a lot, uh, that's what you're going to end up with. Burger the, the egg with a lot. Burger mm-hmm. with a lot, yeah. Um, I, you know, our, ours is maybe a little bit different, but, it, but it's, the, the, you know, the, the sentiment is there. Um, beyond that, it's, it's more sensibility than, than ingredient or uh, anything else. And I think, you know, that really shines through in, um, in the service, uh, certainly the coffee service. In Australia, you can't get a bad coffee, basically. There's no, there's no such thing as, like, gritty bodega coffee. There's only good coffee. And people serve it. You know, they take their time with it. Um, you go into any deli, any, any, any shop, um, you're getting an espresso coffee uh, or Americano or a flat white or whatever it is. And um, they take a lot of pride in that. There's no, there's no shortcuts. So I think that, that you know, the, that we haven't done the drip coffee at uh, uh, Five Leaves and we push hard to have quality coffee there um, has been, you know, that's been a real testament to uh, the sort of hospitality that Joe's talking about that we're trying to offer. Yeah, I mean, Judd, has it kind of blown your mind that, I mean, all you seemingly wanted was a cafe, you know, a little little coffee shop that you and your friends could hang out with. What kind of, you know, larger thing this turned into? It has, actually. I mean, uh, you know, again, like, uh, initially it, w- it was going to be kind of just that fun place. Um, as, you know, with the passing of Heath, it was funny because his, his dad actually stepped in and... Uh, Anytime there's a dad around, things get serious, you know? So I had to really pull my socks up and start, you know, start hitting hurdles and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and I have been very impressed with how, you know, how we took it from more of a fun, fun place and then turned it into somewhere that, you know, we can actually be proud of. So it's, you know, as much as, it's, as, as, much as um, taking business seriously can be perceived as boring, the, you know, the pride that you get from it is actually really rewarding. So I'm really happy about it. You know? I think, again, you know, the, finding that balance between, you know, pushing for, for high quality and, and remaining a fun place, um, which we have, you know, has is, is been, been the, uh, the most fulfilling challenge. Yeah. And I'm assuming one day there will be an Australian pie shop somewhere. <laughs> there will be. We'll get there, yeah. <laughs> you know, again, Five Leaves for the last seven years has been the, this cornerstone of, of Brooklyn in, in so many ways from food, fashion, design. Um, does it feel old to you now walking in that space? Are, are there things that you want to modernize? Um, maybe the kitchen for Ken because <laughs> <laughs> I know he wants to. Uh, I don't know if anybody, if, if you've ever seen the kitchen at Five Leaves, that you wouldn't believe that we that we crank out what we do. But but we, we, we do actually have the lease on the space next door, and we have every ability to make it bigger. And we talked about it a lot, and Ken and I, and we kind of decided we, we don't want to really change it. We might do something different next door. We, we have an engineer on board that was willing to smash the walls down and make a big old restaurant, but we like it small and cozy, so... I guess to answer your question, nope, I think we're going to keep it just like it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. You've got yeah. a line around the corner. It's not like you guys are starving for attention. We right love now. it. Yeah, we love We love the way it feels, and, you know, we wouldn't change it. You know, if anyone could help us, we wouldn't change it anyway. So Yeah, and what's yeah. lovely is now we can travel around the country and, you know, see that stalwart, see that same thing, see that comfort item uh, that was once at Five Leaves, and that was kind of traversed the globe. So yeah, that's kind of amazing. It's been it's been real real really amazing. We've loved seeing you know global customers. We've loved 
seeing locals and it's just been this really cool kind of microcosm of New York City itself and we really enjoy it yeah and I am willing to wait online for that goddamn burger <laughs> for sure thank you guys so much thank for coming you. in thank you yeah. and thank you again for opening up five leaves thank you so much man you've Thanks. been listening to the food scene on heritage radio network.org I'm your host Michael Harlan Turkel hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at three cheers Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.